The FM Evolution podcast is brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services. We'll ensure consistently great performance to help keep your business running smoothly. For more information, visit cgpconstruction.com. This is the FM Evolution Podcast, brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the Evolution. Here's Sean Black. What's up, guys? It's Sean Black at FM Evolution. Welcome back to another show. I'm so excited as we continue uh, with our, our great educational partners, our friends over at ProFMI. Randy Olson is here. Hey, buddy. Hey, Sean. How's it going today? It's going great. Thank you so much. And then we have a very special guest today, Robert Blakey. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Hi, Sean. Uh, things are, are well. Uh, happy to be here uh, uh, for our discussion today around capital planning. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. You know, it's a great topic. And, uh, and, you know, and really the topic for day is, is really taking the fear out of capital planning. I, I think it's one of those things that it's going to provide a lot of value to people because, um, it is, you know, it's a kind of a tough thing to jump into and not a lot of people kind of, uh, deal with that on, on a regular basis, but they, but they have to FMs especially really have to get into this. And, and, uh, so I think it's gonna be a good topic. I'm excited for it. Before we get started, kind of as a, as a way of, getting to know you guys. I'd love for you to kind of give us the opportunity to introduce you. Uh, for those who don't know you, um, this would be a great time for them to learn a bit, little bit more about you. And then then I also want to ask you what your what your favorite book is or what you're reading right now. That's a fan favorite. Everyone asks for that. Randy, why don't you yeah, start us off? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So um, Randy Olson, you know, uh, we do this monthly. Uh, it's a highlight of my month, Sean. Every week, every month we get together oh. and um, we have great guests like Robert <laughs> join us and share share their knowledge and expertise. But but we offer the most comprehensive current um, facility management education and credential program in the industry today, based on standards. And um, you know we are just so happy to be able to do our part to give back to the facility management industry and really help elevate and uh, you know have positive impact on the industry. So we've been in and around facility management education for the past twelve years. And, um, you know, get to meet and, and hang out and build friendship with great guys like Robert Blakey, who's going to join us today. So I'm super, super excited about this discussion today. Awesome, man. Well, welcome to the show again. Always a pleasure to have you here. It is one of the highlights of my month for sure. It is probably right at the very, very top there. I love doing these shows with you guys. Uh, for me, it's a great opportunity. I get to learn so much. And then, like you said, you know, we get to have amazing guests on like Robert. Now, Robert, you have like, we we talked about this earlier. You have like a thousand <laughs> letters after your name here. <laughs> There's, you got a lot. Let me go. M R I C S C F M Pro F M C H F M C E M C P E V M A Director of. I mean, there's so many different things. Yeah, it's, I, it's actually, amazing. that's an abbreviated list. Uh, but of course, it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> the the one I think that is the most uh, of interest there is that I'm a member of the Royal Institute of Chartered Surveyors in Facilities Management, which uh, is uh, a higher level credential in our industry. Um, it's uh, kind of like having to 
go and defend your uh, your portfolio uh, in front of a jury of your peers to be able to earn that one. Uh, so, but it en- encompasses uh, many of the other uh, uh, credential experiences uh, that I've had throughout my life. So, uh, you know, at uh, it's incredible, man. I didn't even know some of these existed. <laughs> it's pretty. See, and I've been in this for a couple of years now, but I'm telling you, uh, that's what I love about this show. These opportunities is uh, learning about all this experience uh, and, and, uh, and getting to talk about Pro-FM. Now, Robert, you are uh, a director and also a, a senior instructor yes. at FM College. Uh, I, right? uh, I started up uh, FM College uh, a few years ago, primarily because uh, I felt uh, we needed to improve the, uh, the the way that we provide education to people in the field of facilities management. That uh, you know, typically in the past, we've had courses of uh, relatively brief uh, duration if they're in person, you know, or even relatively brief when we do them in a series of on- online uh, sessions. And I wanted to do something where we provided more like a, uh, a learning environment for an entire year for people where uh, we give them the content relatively quickly uh, in the, the traditional formats, but then we allow them to come back and reattend or ask their questions of our instructors, uh, interact through mentoring sessions as needed so that uh, they have an opportunity to create the real change in their career and their life uh, that they're looking for instead of uh, it just being a brief experience for a week or a month. Man, that's exciting. I love that passion for education. It's a core value for our company. And and I know Randy uh, and I share that same value. It's just, it's just, it's amazing what you can do when you put your passion into learning new things and, and expanding your knowledge. And you, as a result, your career just expands and, and, and the circle of the influence you guys have and the people you meet. It's just incredible. So I'm excited. That's what this show is all about. This show in particular is just innovation and trends and education. So we're excited to get to talk to that, uh, talk about those things today. Uh, so we're going to be chatting about capital planning. Now, I, you know, we have talked about this a little bit, uh, you know, that it's kind of a, a redheaded stepchild. To me, that's kind of what it is. You know, I, I've talked to a lot of FMs and it's not something they get into a lot. Um, and I, I think for good reason, maybe it's just complex. You know, certainly after talking with you a bit on the subject, Robert, I can see how it can be very complex, you know, and because there's a lot to it. Um, so we're going to try to take that fear kind of away a little bit with some information and Give these guys some tools today. Um, and, oh, gosh, dang it. I almost forget about the <laughs> what you're reading. <laughs> Randy, save me for myself. Oh, you, you <laughs> know you, what? Yeah, we're, we're so excited to get into the topic, right? We just hopped right, right past I know, the, I know. The, the icebreaker set. So well, I'll start. <laughs> so I am, uh, as you know, frequent uh, listeners and viewers of the podcast know, I also coach. And, um mm. You know, I I find it important to build myself both from a professional standpoint, but from that coaching standpoint, it really maps to what I do as a as a career. So I am revisiting the book Inside Out Coaching right now by a gentleman named Joe Ehrman, and it talks about uh, transactional coaching versus transformational coaching. So, you know, uh, transactional coach is you want a game. Transformational is you help somebody get down the path of life and you get them down the right path. So that's, uh, I thought it was an important time in my life to kind of revisit that book. I had read it probably five or six years ago, and it was time to time to pick it up again and, and dig in again. So that's what I'm reading currently. 
What a great book and so, so very relevant for, you know, what you go through on a day-to-day basis in your career and, and the people around you. And, and really as a leader in coaching, it's, it's kind of the same thing. And those kids getting opportunity to really, like you said, transform their lives is cool. And we've had both, I've had, I've had good coaches that do that. And then I've had coaches that are just like, when, <laughs> you know, so it's just, it, there's a big difference. That's awesome, man. Yep. Great read. Great read. Robert, how about yourself? The book that I think I would highlight, and you know, I, I find myself, I keep going back to it because it's just, uh, I've, you got some so many really great points in it, is uh, uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Uh, oh, and, yeah. You know, I know it's an old book, yes. and I, I've uh, thumbed through it, uh, my dog-eared uh, edition, a number of times, but it just, I'm amazed at the amount of insight that uh, uh, Stephen had uh, uh, in writing that book. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's not so much the nuts and bolts as the why for, for a lot of things we do in life. That's a great book. I have read it. And yeah, that is one that everyone, if they haven't, needs to dig into um, because it is, it is one of those things you can go back and reread too multiple times. Uh, that's a great thing about amazing books like that is they really can impact your lives in different ways and different times. Uh, you know, as you go through your career and your leadership roles. Great. Good one, man. Awesome. Uh, I am, uh, I haven't dug into a new one, but I'm about to. This guy right here, for those who can't see because they're listening to the podcast, <laughs> it's Leadership Strategy and Tactics by Jocko Willink. Great book. Can't wait to get into it. I had an opportunity to meet Jocko uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, he is, yep. As big as I thought he was, <laughs> I got a photo with him. It was really short, but uh, it was so cool. Guys got a steel iron grip, like a vice. It's pretty amazing. So yeah, great guy. Um, amazing books. I've, I've also read uh, to come of leadership um, and uh, extreme ownership. I mean, just such great author. Uh, and he's got a great organization at uh, front as well. Yep. Not sponsors, but hey, if you're listening, We'll take a sponsorship from you guys. <laughs> we share a lot for Jocko, uh, Sean. So, um, you know, folks, if, listeners, if you've not picked up one of his books or uh, tuned into a yeah. podcast, uh, do it. It's um, it'll it, it, it's an eye opener, right? It's intense. It's an eye opener. Yeah, he's, yeah intense. he's intense. Everything he does, and he doesn't have to talk. You know, I'm I'm kind of high energy, little hey, goofy guy, but but you know what? He's so intense, like. Welcome to the podcast. This is Jocko Willink. You're like, whoa, scared. You know, he's pretty yeah. amazing. But he's good. All right, guys. Uh, what's happened to this? Uh, you know, again, capital planning, you know, and we're going to be talking about this. And many FMs really, like you said, they get wrapped up in the day-to-day operations of facilities. And, you know, they're not really, uh, not, maybe not made aware of capital planning or how things kind of work or the importance of it, um, and really, or even know how to do it sometimes. So that's, that's kind of the challenge that I think a lot of FMs are facing. Hey, especially if you're new in FM, wh- you know, where do you learn how to do this stuff? Sometimes you just get uh, operations coming to you and, and upper management go, here we go. What's your, what's your capital plan? What? I don't, I don't know. So uh, we're going to hop into that. And, you know, for me uh, personally, um, I, I, you know, we deal with capital planning here all the time because uh, we work with FMs in, in, in 
you know, a, a bunch of different industries. So this is kind of good. And even for me, this is what we're talking about uh, with Robert today. It's going to be, it's going to be very expansive on, on the subject. And there's so much to hop into. I'll try to contain it. It's going to be hard, but we'll see. <laughs> um, so I, I did write, I did, I recently wrote a white paper on this. So I haven't released it yet. Um, but I'm excited to kind of talk about it in the discussion. And I, I think we kind of need to start off explaining capital planning uh, and, and basically what it is and how it works. Um, so I know for when I was talking to FMs, when I was doing the research for the paper, that, uh, you know, it, three to five years was kind of a, a standard for a CPE forecasting. But even some of them were saying seven years. But you know what, I mean, Robert, maybe you can help kind of expand on this. As a as an FM instructor, and you know you have a ton of background in FM. How would you define capital planning? Like, what's well, what Sean, was your, I, your definition? I give you a, a definition for capital planning in just a moment. But you know, first, I, I just I want to go back a little bit to what you were talking about. How FMs, you know, come across this because I think many facility managers. Uh, mm-hmm. When they start off in their career, you know, they may have started off in an engineering background or uh, some other uh, uh, role that leads them into facilities management, and then their pro- their career progresses in facilities management, and they don't really experience capital planning or the challenges of it until suddenly it's right in front of them and someone's asking them, you know, what's the capital plan for the, the next uh, three to five years and specifically for next year? So, uh, you know, uh, it's not something that you necessarily gain from experiential uh, uh, knowledge that, you know, you need to go out and actually, you know, look at the processes and, and talk with people to gain the knowledge of this. Uh, kind of a, a simple definition I would give of capital planning is the process of rationalizing the existing portfolio of property as well as future additions and changes with the strategic needs of the organization. So uh, there's kind of a lot in there, but the the whole point is that, you know, we have to start with what we have, and then we have to understand what the strategic direction and goals are of the organization, and then figure out what we need uh, in between there and how to take care of what we have to, to meet those needs as well. Great definition. Very technical. I love it. That's why we have you guys on here. <laughs> you know, for me, I'd be like, yeah, it's money to buy stuff. That's <laughs> kind of how technical I am, you know, on this stuff. Uh, Randy, what's your what's your kind of uh, your feedback on the on on a definition? Yeah, of well, how is probably yeah, it? yeah. So I, I think it's um, you know, and I'll, and I'll kind of shift gears a little bit here, but. Um, and I'll yeah. talk a little bit about the importance of it. So um, we provide this free tool on our site called Map Your Gap and, you know, profami.org. So we'll we'll wrap that up at the end, too. But profami.org is where there's a lot of tips and tools available out there. One of those is Map Your Gap. And it, it has the FM or the professional uh, assess themselves against the profam body of knowledge. And it's interesting in that over, you know, there's been thousands of people that have gone through the Map Your Gap. And the number two topic that rises to the top is capital planning right behind real estate. Mm-hmm. So 75% of the res- of people that have used the Map Your Gap tool to self-assess themselves said capital planning is really critical. So um, that, that, that's the first thing I would say. Second, when we were building the ProFM body of knowledge, you know, we had this team of experts in the room, uh, both junior and senior, 
And this was a topic that was highly debated and highly, uh, there was a lot of passion around getting this in the body of knowledge and being able to help FMs, both new, mid-career and experienced, advance themselves and understand this better. Um, and then we got great instructors and great partners like Robert that take that then and bring that all to life and talk about real world examples and be able to deliver and have positive, uh, positive impact on the, on the, uh, on the, uh, professional. So, you know, it's a large part of our asset management module in the pro FM, uh, material and the pro FM course. So, um, you know, I think, I think talking about this from the standpoint of the individual, yes, it's, it's highly important. One last point, Sean, and I, I tend to get windy here, right? But, um, you know, we do this annually, this training outlook survey, and we ask working, you know, the, the workers, the managers, um, what, you know, those key areas where they need help and where they need training and capital planning consistently has been in those top five topics. So it's a really important topic. And, um, you know, Robertson, you're going to do a great job today of kind of digging into that and further describing it. So love that. Yeah. That map, your gap tool, that thing is amazing. It really is. And that's, and anyone can really can go access that, right? They can get on the yep, website. That's correct. And, yep. And just go, go my.org tips and tools, the, the map your gaps free. If you want to do it for your team, reach out to me. I'll help you facilitate that for your, uh, for yourself. And then on behalf of your team. So if you want to understand where your, how your team lines up as it relates to the pro body of knowledge, um, we're happy to assist with that. So cool. I, I hear a lot of people when we just, we were at uh, connects, and a lot of people I had talked to had, had taken yeah. that and uh, was one of the main reasons why they went, went ahead and did the course because they felt like they already had a lot of knowledge. And then they did that tool and didn't realize that they had some some bigger gaps that they wanted to fill. So that was pretty cool. It is a good tool. Love that. Robert? Well, well I, I guess the one thing I'd add to that is, it, you know, the ProFM body of knowledge is a great tool. But when you can uh, combine that with an ins- an experienced uh, instructor and mentor, you know, you just uh, uh, multiply the uh, uh, the value that you get out of it tremendously, too. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. Uh, mentors are, I mean, you, you can't get better than that and combine them with a great body of knowledge because you can you always have someone to go to and lean on that has that experience, that has uh, the real world uh, application of that knowledge. It makes such a huge difference, huge, huge, huge. Uh, why <laughs> you guys, I got in. Why is there such a, a, a lack of knowledge around capital planning? Is it just that hard to not deal with it? You know, why should, why should it be well, a part of a, uh, an FM skill set? I, I think that it has to be part of is uh, the, an FM skill set because, uh, a lot of what we're trying to do is plan for the maintenance and the, uh, upgrade of our facilities over a, a, a long period of time, uh, that there are many things that, uh, uh, we have to consider that go well beyond a one-year interval. Uh, typically, as far as operations and maintenance, we're talking about uh, you know, uh, expenses and, and operating costs and things that happen throughout the year uh, in just an operational framework. But uh, in order to properly maintain our facilities and add to them and make them of strategic value, we have to invest in them over a period of time too. So that 
brings us into capital planning, where we have to plan not only what we're spending this year, but what we're going to invest in next year and what we're going to invest in the next three to five years and what it looks like for our facilities over their useful life of maybe 30 to 50 years. And uh, you know, bring all that information into a, a framework where uh, a, a business, uh, the the demand organization, can look at this and say, okay, in our three to five year capital planning horizon of you know where we can figure out what money we can put where that makes sense for us. How do we uh, uh, invest in these facilities so that they appreciate in value and so that they uh, uh, fulfill the needs of our organization for growth or support of our customers? You know, I think I understand why people don't dive into this, you know, and FM, especially like on our side of it too, it's hair on fire. It's very reactive. Like 99% of the time when you're dealing with something, it's something's broke, someone's on a phone, you got to go right now, you got to get people out, you got to get vendors. And, and so that dichotomy, that that shift of thought and planning is 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 probably not something you get a lot of time to spend. And, you know, Evans get, and Randy, help me out here. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah I completely agree. And, you know, I think it's, um, it, it's the adma- advancement of the career and the elevation of the career, you know, really... Um, mm-hmm. Think about FMs, and especially over the last you know thirty months here, um, we really transformed from um, really the O and M side to being business leaders, and so critical to the business. Um, FM needs to lead and needs to be able to um, you know build a business case and be able to do capital plans and strategic plans and manage assets and portfolios That's- and. Uh, manage construction projects and rebuilds, and you know th- there is so much going on, and it it and it is so important to get the appropriate education and training um, from FM College and partners like that to deliver on what they need to deliver on. Now, um, I would contend that every FM and Robert, you can probably speak to this as well. Every FM has some gap in what their knowledge, what knowledge, skills, and abilities are, and you know there's an opportunity yeah. to fill that gap. And then elevate yourself and elevate your business, you know, have positive impact on your organization. So, so that's my take on it. Well, I think this is definitely one of those times where there's a gap for a lot of people. Uh, and, and just doing the research for all this, it, it came yeah. up a lot where they're like, well, yeah, you, you have to deal with it. But I don't know. There's a, <laughs> there's a lot of information out there. And yeah, it wasn't uh, something that really people were really excited to hop into because I just think they're scared. To get Sean? into it and and and, and deal with it, uh, or they just don't have the experience okay. to. Hey guys, we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna hop right back into this right after we come back to uh, from thinking our sponsors. So we'll be right back. This episode of FM Evolution is brought to you by Pro FM. Earn your Pro FM credential to elevate your FM knowledge and skills to receive the recognition you deserve. Visit us at profmi.org slash evolution. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, of course, Sean Black. And we are here with our partners and friends over at ProFMI, Randy Olson, and our special guest, Robert Blakey. And we're talking about capital planning, guys. Uh, thank, welcome back to the show. It's it's, uh, you know, it's one of those subjects that there's so much information out there. And, and uh, one I'm really gathering, it's a ton of resources, but I wanted to give people kind of a, you know, give them some meat on the bone here on this episode a little bit, and we're going to hop into a couple of things. Uh, and I'll, I'm going to give the floor to Robert on that. But 
as kind of a way of getting this started, like how, what's a good practical look at what a capital plan is? Uh, Robert, why don't you lead us off? And how does this, how does this work? Well, basically what we're trying to do with a capital plan is, you know, figure out, you know, what we should invest our money in, in the, 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 the coming year, as far as uh, capital uh, improvements, uh, you know, long-term maintenance for existing facilities, and then um, also uh, uh, using, seeing that in context of what's coming up on the horizon in the next three to five years. Are there some of those items that may be a few years out that, you know, are uh, uh, needing work sooner than that, that we have to move forward? Are there some items that we were thinking about doing next year that since we have a limited budget uh, that, you know, we might need to push out to the, the following year and trying to make those decisions uh, in as rational a process as possible. Uh, that's what I, practically what we're trying to do with capital planning. Well, that's some great steps there for people to kind of start looking at and start taking. Brandy? Um, yeah, so your I, I think, um, you know, Robert's going to dig into things like uh, the facility condition index based on a facility condition assessment and, you know, some really, um, some really good practical knowledge here uh, that he goes in real depth in, in his coursework. So, so Robert, I'll, I'll throw it back to you and you can talk through that process. Sure. Uh, Randy, you mentioned the facility condition index, which I think is something that I wanted to uh, uh, see us have as a, a kind of a, a basic definition to start with here. Essentially, facility hmm. condition index is the deferred maintenance for our facilities divided by its replacement cost. So all the maintenance that needs to be done, but that we haven't gotten to, plus what we plan to do this year, divided by what it would cost for us to replace the facility if we wanted to go out and buy a new facility today. And that ratio is one of the critical ratios that we use in capital planning. Uh, essentially, what we would like to see in an excellent per portfolio is that uh, that ratio is only about 5% uh, for excellent uh, properties. Uh, so deferred maintenance, very small compared to the replacement cost. Um, a ratio of around 10% is what we normally consider good for a portfolio. And then once we get up to around 15%, uh, we're in an area of concern, and it can go much higher than that. Uh, some of the portfolios I've looked at, you know, on average, uh, we might have a, uh, a ratio of around 14%, but individual properties could be up around 35 you know, percent or higher. So for those properties that are that high, we then have to make a decision of whether we're better off to replace that property or whether it's in such an excellent location for our business that it's worth the investment to get it back into a uh, prime condition. And, you know, what the investment is and what year we need to make it in, considering the limited cash that our, our uh, business has. Yeah, there are so many great tools out there uh, to kind of be able to help FMs really kind of put everything in perspective and then make some great decisions out there. Um, and, you know, I know capital planning is, is a part of the Pro-FM training program. You know, is there, Randy, is there a good way for people to get kind of comfortable with the topic and learn about these type of 
you know, best practices yeah, and information? Again, and back to the tips and tools, start with map your gap, right? So assess yourself against the ProFM body of knowledge. Uh, there is a, a summary, um, summary, I'll put that in quotes. It's a 50-page document that, <laughs> that uh, defines... Ooh the body of knowledge. So you really get to dig into what the top, what the, what the key topics are and key learning objectives are for capital planning. Um, but, it, but it's a critical part of our program. It's a, a big chunk of the asset management piece of our program. Then, you know, content's great. There's great content there around capital planning, but to really bring that to life, I, I firmly believe in the instructor led course uh, approach here. So, um, gentlemen like Robert and instructors like Robert can really bring that to life and not only teach you the content, but provide practical examples of how to put this into motion when you get back to your back to your job. And back to that training outlook survey, the top five topic, always capital planning. It's such a key component. Um, you know, I think it's alarming, Robert, that there's uh, portfolios out there that have that facility condition index of 30 to 35 percent. That seems a little alarming wow. to me. Um, yeah. and I'm, I'm interested in learning more about that. Well, uh, I you, you bring, raise a good point uh, uh, about you know the concern when uh, or the alarm when a, a property uh, reaches around a thirty to thirty five percent horizon, and uh, that I've seen it not so much across an entire portfolio. But individual properties within a portfolio uh, uh, can achieve that level. And that can be a concern, uh, you know, in that, you know, if, if that property is critical to the strategic value of the organization, then we need to make some investments in it. Uh, part of the, the issue that I see uh, with this is that we end up with uh, in a capital plan with a lot of peaks and valleys in there that, you know, there are, are years where uh, we may, uh, if we do a relatively simple capital plan, we may see that we only uh, have a very small investment to make. And then that may be followed by a year that if we haven't planned effectively, we're going to have many times that amount as far as our investment. Those peaks and valleys like that in a capital plan are one of the primary causes of deferred maintenance that, you know, after a, a, a relatively modest year of investing in capital in our properties, that uh, it's difficult to make the business case or to win the business case uh, with people where you have to make an investment that's many times what you did the year before. So that brings out the importance of capital planning of how do we level the amount of investment that we have to make and where do we invest our dollars for the maximum bang for our buck uh, in the capital plan so that we don't end up with a lot of deferred maintenance and we end up with a, um, a reasonable uh, uh, curve as far as what we're investing in from year to year. And those are some of the critical elements of capital planning and, you know, what our goals are and how we accomplish that. You know, it's interesting. I mean, from, uh, from a layman's kind of point of view and for someone who's, you know, on the this side of the industry, I'm seeing a lot of capital projects right now. Like people are throwing money like crazy, trying to get stuff done uh, and in time, honestly, where it's kind of a little challenging uh, with the supply chain and everything we're facing. But I mean, is this... Uh, Robert, I mean, do you think that the need for capital planning has changed in the last couple of years? I mean, we just came out of a pandemic. People were working at home. People were back to work. I mean, what 
what do you or what are your thoughts around that? Well, I I think it is it, it is a, a challenging period right now because organizations are trying to make decisions about whether they are still going to have the same size of portfolios, whether they still need to plan space mm-hmm. for a hundred percent of their workforce to be in the building. You know, particularly when we're talking about an office uh, type of uh, uh, work environment. So uh, there's been some big changes uh, relative to the uh, the outlook for the size of uh, property portfolios, uh, primarily in commercial real estate that has changed. Um, the other big change is that uh, as a result of the pandemic, uh, uh, that uh, there's much more emphasis now on air quality inside of the built environment. And hmm. that doesn't come free. Uh, uh, better air quality means that we have to make significant investments um, in our HVAC equipment and uh, improvements on those. And, and that requires capital, too. So uh, I, I think, if anything, uh, the importance of capital planning has increased uh, uh, in the last few years. So it feels like, Robert, that that's really across industry, right? I mean, that, that, that indoor air quality, you know, it's really across industry. And it, and it really comes back to, you know, one of the roles of the facility managers to ensure health and safety of their, of their employees. And, and, you know, we've got to really sell the reason for getting back to the office. So why should I come back here when I've been productive at home forever? Um, you know, and, and we need to make sure that they're walking into a safe mm-hmm. environment, right? And, and that they feel like that their health and safety is being watched being watched over. So it all ties back to that capital yeah. planning piece. And, and I just feel like, Sean, we say this every month, we get in these topics and we feel like we get <laughs> about an inch deep and it's a mile deep, right? A mile deep, a mile wide. It is. You know? man. We could go into this one, specifically <laughs> this one. I think it, I feel like we could go, go, go and go and go on this. But I think you're right, Randy. I mean, people do want to know that um, their environment is safe and, and it, they need a reason to come back, you know, besides they, they had to put pants on, yep. you know, they, <laughs> they had to shave, you know, get into the office. <laughs> it's so funny. I was, I was, there's a whole big topic right now about people coming to the office and, and Elon Musk, I don't know. He's in the, like the news every yep. second of the day now, but he's like, everyone's coming back to the office. We, we never left. So it's for us, it's like, well, yeah, get back to get back to work, like go back to, you know, and so, but I know a lot of people, that's not the case. You know, they've been working at home for a long time and, uh, you know, and they're slowly coming back and a lot of them don't want to. You know, there's another so, key yeah. concept I'd like to uh, introduce here. I, I know we don't have a lot of time here, but, uh, you know, definitely think about uh, uh, this as a core area to study. Facility condition assessments. We talked about the facility condition index as being a measure of deferred maintenance versus the uh, replacement value of a building. But facility condition assessments are how we figure out how much deferred maintenance that we have. And it's a very important task for a facility manager, uh, uh, not just alone, but as uh, part of a team uh, you know, with his chief engineers, uh, with uh, uh, EH and S people, to, to go through the facility and uh, assess the condition currently of the facility uh, as to the items that that uh, are going to need you know long-term major maintenance and uh, to figure out which year 
that those items have to be done so that they don't come as a surprise, just all of a sudden, hey, we've got to do this, that it's something that we could see and that we plan uh, going forward. So the whole process of uh, you know learning how to uh, accomplish uh, facility condition assessments on a regular basis is uh, an important knowledge area and, and uh, uh, tool uh, uh, study area for facility managers. Great. Awesome. I love it. It's a great piece of advice. Good information. So much more to go through. Well, we're going to wrap up, though. We're kind of out of time. Uh, gentlemen, final thoughts. Randy, well, what's your final thought for people as they, they dig into well, capital? Clearly planning? an important topic. Um, you know, um, really elevates the FM to that strategic level of business. So important to learn about it and important to develop those leadership skills around capital planning. Uh, to be able to deliver, um, you know, certainly addressed in the Pro-FM program that's available um, through partners like FM College and Robert Blakey. So encourage you to check it out. Review, map your gap, see how you how you align, um, you know, and, and dig into the body of knowledge and see everything that's that's uh, delivered there in the Pro-FM. Great. Awesome. I love the feedback. Good advice. Robert, take us out. What, uh, with all your years experience in capital planning, What's the most important thing for FMs to to know today as they leave this episode? Yeah, I, I guess the most important thing I would say is that, you know, looking at this from the strategic uh, viewpoint of the uh, the, the business uh, as to what its needs are for facilities and recognizing that uh, that means that, you know, we have to be planning, you know, on at least a three to five year horizon uh, uh, to be able to fund the projects that we need uh, inside of uh, our facilities to make them, you know, viable and livable for the occupants here. And instead of just focusing on, you know, what we're doing this particular year, and that's really a change in focus for people that have uh, are progressing upwards into management to, to have that strategic viewpoint instead of uh, just the, the focus on what's right in front of us today. And I would encourage people to get training and knowledge in those areas. Uh, at FM College here, you know, we put on a, a monthly free webinar on uh, different competency oh, areas that you're welcome to tune into and, and get a little more value uh, than uh, along the same lines of what we're we're providing here today with Sean. All right, great advice, you guys. I'm, uh, you know, so much to cover. It is it is incredible. I, I keep saying that, but there's just it seems like in this particular subject, I understand why it, it really takes some some uh, effort and focus to dig in and get the education through it because there's a lot, and we cover like like three percent. <laughs> and because you just can't, you know, there's too much to, to dig into, but you know, after talking to a lot of FMs and, and going through and really kind of learning more from you guys, it's certainly clear that if you're wanting to take your career to that next level in FM, that this is one of the things you have to master. And, and it's obvious to me that with the right uh, curriculum, the right education, uh, and the right uh, training and execution of this, that people who are in FM will be very, very rapidly noticed uh, in their careers for having uh, just a, a way better, uh, well-rounded, you know, um, kind of body of information that they that they take with them and use on a, on a day-to-day. This is, to me, it's complex. I think you really could 
spend, uh, you know, hours and hours planning for this, but who has time? Because, you know, the toilet's broke. We got to go fix it. So, all right, guys, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you joining me on the show today. Great content. Uh, Randy, for those who want to learn more about ProFMI, where do they find you guys? Yep, very simple, profmi.org. So go out there and there's a lot of, a lot of free tips and tools and um, information about the program. Love that. And Robert, how do people find you, sir, if they want to connect with you and ask you some more questions? Well, uh, the best way to find us is through our website, fm-college.com. Pretty simple to okay. uh, uh, keep track of. Awesome. You guys will put that in the notes. And as always, uh, you know, if you guys have questions, if you're out there on YouTube and you love the value and the information that uh, the website gives you guys, hey, give us a like uh, and leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. We use those uh, comments from our listeners to help develop, uh, you know, new shows uh, so we know what you guys are you're thinking out there. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, don't forget to forget to hit subscribe so you can get new content weekly from us. Uh, and for everyone here at FM Evolution, thank you guys so much. And we'll see you next time. This episode of FM Evolution is brought to you by ProFM. How do your FM skills measure up to the global standard? Try our free Map Your Gap self-assessment at profmi.org slash evolution.